Well, if everything is working according to plan, today should be our last day in the state of Georgia. I'll tell you more in a second. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to what we call the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, this has been a busy week. I'm having to record programs a day or two in advance so I can make sure they can be distributed in a timely manner. As many of you that have been following the adventure, this is the week that we are supposed to be closing on our home in Georgia. And if everything is worked according to plan, by the time by the time you're first hearing this program as a podcast, and anytime you're hearing it over the weekend, the house should be already closed. And we should be on our way to Virginia, and we'll get another program together as quick as we can uh, for Monday. It's been a really a unique experience this week, and, and I want to thank Jim Calhoun, who, man, he's been stepping in, and when he and I talked this past weekend about helping out. He said, I would, I'd love to help you out. And I said, you know, Jim, you've done so much for me in helping out, and I appreciate it. You don't charge me a penny. You get paid as much as I do for doing the radio program. But I said, you know, you've been wanting to launch a couple of radio programs on shortwave. And as one is the Living Off Grid Power and Information Program that the listeners to Truth to Ponder have never heard. Now, it won't be long. We're working out the details now that Jim will also have his own time on one of the shortwave radio stations that this program is aired on WRMI. Not sure exactly what time and day and what frequencies. I think I I do have an idea. And we're trying to get it together. Once things are settled down after all of this moving... Well, well, we'll try to get the details worked out. But I thought, wouldn't it be fun to give you a sneak preview of a program of, you know, we may be coming into some very difficult times. How are you going to survive? You are going to expect that FEMA and your local emergency management people are going to take care of you and your groceries? You need to be doing some serious planning. And Jim Calhoun has been working on that and doing it for quite a long time. And so this is not some theory. This is him actually doing. Maybe you can get some advice and information and work out a plan for yourself. You know, back, back when I worked in emergency management, it was always about make a plan. And I think as Christians, as people that see the world for what it is, We need to have that plan in place because perilous times and troublesome times and difficult times and even times of tribulation can can happen. It doesn't take the great tribulation to make your life miserable. Think of those in World War II. So I thought today, let's hear the program that Jim has. The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Using common spices for medicinal use, as well as preparing for what's to come. 
You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their my opinion that we all should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues involved with off-grid living. And from time to time, I'll throw in some political comments as well, because I really do feel that our republic is worth saving. And any chance I have to do that, I take it. My goal I wish to accomplish with this show is to make my listeners self-sufficient and also to help them build their faith in God. This show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studio, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. This show is aired on KYAH, 540 AM, Delta, Utah, Utah's talk authority. It can also be heard on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And on shortwave, it can be heard on WRMI, Radio Miami International. This show is also a podcast available on demand by these services. Anchor, Spreaker, PodPoint, and PodPage. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome aboard, everyone, and I'd like to say thank you to Bob Beerman for allowing me to put the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show on his time slot, as Bob is a very busy man and he needed a little break so he could take care of business. And on his suggestion, we're going to put on the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show because he wanted to, so to speak, debut my show on WRMI. And I'm really proud to be working with Bob Beerman. I think he's a wonderful man. And I want to thank him for all the help that he's given me, and I really do appreciate it. Well, the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show is a show that is meant to help people prepare for anything that might come their way. I want all of my listeners to be self-reliant. And there's a whole lot of things that I'm going to talk about during this episode. And also, I'm going to have a guest. Karen Bond is going to join me later on, and she's going to talk about two common household spices that have been used for hundreds of years successfully for medicinal purposes. And so I look forward to speaking with Karen on this episode. But before I get to that segment of the show, I want to kind of lay the groundwork for where I want to go with this show. A lot of people that listen to Truth to Ponder also listen to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information show. And I really do appreciate those who are listening to both shows. More than you can imagine, I appreciate it. And so some of the listeners that regularly tune in to my show 
they're going to hear some things that they've already heard from me. And the reason for that is, is this show is now exposed to a whole different audience. And maybe they have not heard some of the things I'm going to talk about and suggest. And so for my regular listeners, please bear with me. There is a method to my madness. I want to have everyone to be as safe as possible. I want every family to get through as unaffected and unscathed as possible. And the first place we have to start with that is if you're not right with God, please get right with God. If Jesus Christ is not your personal Lord and Savior, you really do need to do that. Because all of my studies that I do for Bob's show and all of the studies I do for my show have got me extremely concerned. And all the environmental problems that are happening, not like we're being told on the news that it's your fault and my fault. That's not what's happening. These people are creating the problem so they can blame us. But I really do think there is a problem, but it's man-made, but not by us. And I think that our power grid is on the verge of going down. All it would take is an EMP explosion or a war. And there's countries in Europe already saying that we're already engaged in World War III, and they're just waiting for the nukes to fly. I see that in metro areas around New York City, they're starting to put in shopping malls and places like that guidelines on the doors of what to do in case of a nuclear attack. Now, that's too little too late because we all know that a nuclear attack is going to either come from China or Russia if it does happen. And both of those cultures are very prepared. They've been preparing for years. And I remember growing up, there were fallout shelters everywhere, and they had these crackers that they had in there, and they had, you know, the, his food, and then they had water and supplies. And the supplies are gone, the food is gone, the shelters are gone. And here we are, just happier in a clam, ignorant. And here our society is being horribly misinformed by the very horrible media that we have in this country. And so it's a perfect storm for a lot of people getting hurt or killed. And then the problems with the border and the supply chains and the strikes that are looming and the war that's looming and the meltdown of the economies and the attack on the oil industry, the attack on coal plants as far as for generating power. There's just no end to all this man-made disaster, and it's all by design. So what I want to do on this show is help you prepare, because I really think that if you're not prepared, you're going to get hurt. And if you have small children in your home, I really need you to listen to me today, because if we're going to try to save humanity, we have to start with the children. We have to start with the children in the womb. Because they are our future. We have to save the children. And we have to keep the children from all this evil. They're even bringing evil to the schools with this stupid drag queen story time and things like that. They're after our children. And the only people who are going to protect our children are us. Protect your children. And so that's where I want to start. You need to have in my opinion, a year's supply of food because you're going to have to go from growing season to growing season because if you have a month's supply of food, that's well and good. 
But what are you going to do if it runs out? We have to have something that's sustainable. Now, I'm not talking about the catchphrase that the left uses. I'm talking about true sustainability, being able to raise our families and take care of our children from year to year without looking to the government for assistance, being able to do it ourselves. And so the first thing you need to do is get your food supply in order. You don't have to go out and buy a bunch of survival food. You can if you want to. But it's just as simple as every time you go to a grocery store, just buy a few extra cans of what you know you're going to need. And if you can scrape up a few hundred bucks here and there, put that into food. You'll always eat it. And try to get as close to a year or more supply of food as you can. And don't fall for some of these slick advertisements about getting a year's supply of food that's all in powder form that you don't even know what you're getting. Be informed. There are some good companies out there, and there are some companies that are not so good. You don't need to spend your money on a year's supply of food that you don't even know what it is. It might say on the can that it's powdered meat, but who knows what it is. So I think you can buy your things on sale and buy it in bulk. And that goes for all of the things that you're going to need for hygiene, your meds. If you're on high blood pressure medicine, try to get a year's supply. If not, get at least a six-month supply of meds. Get your nighttime cold medicine and your daytime cold medicine, your antihistamines, your aspirin, Tylenol, whatever you use for painkiller. Have enough to last a year. Go through the list of everything you normally use and get enough to last a year. Toilet paper, everything. Now, I'm not talking about hoarding. I'm not talking about going and buying 500 rolls of toilet paper. You don't need that. You need to figure out how much you're going to use of which item and get a year's worth of that item. I think that's very, very important. And then when it comes to power, one of the things I do on my show is I talk about generating power. So what happens if the power goes out in your area? The easiest thing you can do is go buy a small inverter, a square wave inverter. They cost anywhere from, oh, 100 to $200. You can get them cheaper. You can get them more expensive. I know that you can go to some of the big box stores and get inverters for three or $400 that have quite a bit of power. It's my opinion that truckers are pretty knowledgeable on inverters because they rely on inverters in their sleepers. The over-the-road drivers do. And so whatever the over-the-road drivers use, that's what I use. That's good enough for me. And I use that as a backup. And also, if I need to use a power tool out in the field, I can just take the inverter out there with me and I can have power anywhere I want. Now, what can you do with these inverters? Well, you can run a small refrigerator. You can charge your cell phone. You can put lights in your house. You can do anything small with your inverter. You can run some of your household appliances. You probably could run a small microwave, but nothing with a lot of power. But you have to know that if it's square wave, it's going to be hard on your appliances. So I wouldn't make a habit of using square wave inverters, but they're cheap and they fit almost anywhere and you can use your car. And that's really a plus. But what happens if your car's out of gas? Well, now you're back to no electricity. And so that's a problem there that's going to be really hard to overcome. But if you can get anything that could spin a generator or an alternator, 
whether it be from an alternative energy source or wind or whatever, you can get creative. But as long as you have a 12-volt alternator and a 12-volt inverter and a 12-volt battery, whether you use gasoline, diesel, the wind, whatever, to power your alternator, you're going to have power. And so you need to have a way to have power all the time. Now, I've lived successfully off-grid for 12 years, and I use my little square wave inverter as a backup. And so I probably use it 20 or 30 days per year, but I only use it maybe an hour per day. So it gets about 20 or 30 hours of use per year. But I've also had it for 12 years, and it served me really, really well. Now, later on when I get on shortwave with this show on a regular basis, I'm going to be talking about doing it right with pure sine wave equipment and spending the money and getting the right equipment. But in this show, I'm talking about keeping you as safe as possible. And you can run a small refrigerator with one of these inverters, and that can keep your food from spoiling. Another thing you need to think about is your cell phone. Now, if we have an EMP attack or something like that, you probably won't have any cell service anyway. But they sell these little pocket solar chargers. that You can plug your USB into this solar charger, and you set that in your window. And it's about the size of a smartphone. It's not really that big. And it takes several hours to charge your phone. But you can keep your devices charged with the sun. And that's really important to have the ability to do that. That way, if you have no way to run your inverter, no way to charge your batteries, you can at least have something that's going to charge your devices. And so I would have at least two of these chargers. That way you can charge two things at once, and if one of them goes down, you're not completely without. So I think that should be part of your plan. So, so far I've talked about getting food and try to get a year's supply of food. And you're going to have to do the math with this yourself because every family and every person is different. If you want to continue to eat three times a day and, and eat a full, complete meal three times a day, that's a lot of food. And for those who don't have enough money to go out and buy a year's supply of food, I get that. I understand that because I'm with you. I'm, I'm one of you. What I did is what I think you should do. I went and bought 50-pound bags of beans and rice several 50-pound bags of beans and rice. And I know beans and rice can get very boring, but it'll keep you alive. It'll keep you full. I would buy black beans and possibly pinto beans for variety's sake and get rice, get whole rice if you can, brown rice. It has not been altered like the white rice. But if white rice is all you can get, get that. And those can be your staples. You can have rice and beans at every meal for a year. You're not going to look forward to mealtime, but it'll keep you alive. And so you can go out and buy yourself a year's supply of beans and rice. Because remember, dried beans and dried rice, you get three times the amount of cooked material as it is dry. So one bag of rice, let's say 50 pounds, is going to make you three bags of the cooked product because it does expand that much. It swells and expands. And so probably the average person could get by with one or two bags of beans and one or two bags of rice. And you can get the beans for anywhere between 10 and $20 a bag if you buy it right. And the rice is going to be a little more than that, but not a whole lot. So for a couple hundred bucks, you can be set for the year. 
I'm not talking about gourmet food. I'm talking about being able to survive. Because let's face it, if things break down as bad as I think they're going to, you're going to be very thankful to have beans and rice. And with the money that you'll save because you're not buying $10,000 worth of prepackaged survival food, you're just buying the staples of beans and rice, you should have a little bit of money left over to buy salt and sugar and flour and yeast and staples. Spending money on staples is going to get you a lot farther than buying loaves of bread and biscuits and things like that. You're going to have to learn how to make your own. And then if you want to buy some canned goods or if you want to buy some, let's say, split peas and things like that that are dried, that works too. You can buy all sorts of dried fruit, dried apples, and orange slices and things like that. And you can buy those in bulk. And so you don't have to spend a whole lot of money to get a whole lot of food. You just don't have a whole lot of variety. But if you're a decent cook and you have a good imagination, you'll make it work out. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Another thing you could buy is like instant potatoes and things like that that will store real well and store them in an airtight container away from moisture where they won't get contaminated or or spoiled. And then you can buy regular canned goods and then just rotate your cans out, start using your older cans first, and then replace those with newer cans. And so there are things that you can do to make a year's supply of food on a budget. And let's face it, with the economy like it is, almost everyone has a broken budget. So if you only have money to buy a bag of beans, buy your beans first because that's protein. And so let's say you do the math. And you can get by with four bags of beans for the year. Go ahead and buy all four bags of beans. Then scratch your protein off the list. Then go for the rice. And you can also buy oatmeal and cornmeal and other things that are dry. Remember, if it's dried and stored well, it doesn't matter if you have electricity or not. It won't spoil. So if your freezer is full of food and you lose power, and you don't have an inverter or any way to power your refrigerator back up or your freezer, then you're in trouble. Then you have to take everything out in thought and cook it real quick and prepare it and can it in a normal way. Another thing you can do is can meat. Try to buy meat on sale as much as you can and can it under pressure. And there's lots of guides that you can find in cookbooks and also on the Internet on how to successfully can meat products. And there's ways that you can preserve food with salt and also with lard. You can also preserve food with smoking it, drying it, dehydrating. There's lots of ways you can preserve food, not just one or two. And so that leads me to the next thing. And I do realize I'm kind of scattershotting, but I really need you to get a lot of information in this show. So I hope the people that really need to hear what I'm saying, I hope you really listen to me and understand the things that I really think you need to be doing. Getting right with God is the first thing you should do. 
And the second thing you should do is study. Become a student of everything without power. Start reading real books again. Start writing in notebooks again. Get yourself used to how we used to live back in 1975. Really wasn't that awful. Matter of fact, it was a lot more peaceful. We didn't have the interruptions of social media and cell phones and all these intrusions in our life. We were actually living our lives back then. The email and the phone and all this did not dictate what we did during the day. And we did not have to stay hooked by this electrical umbilical cord to our friends and family. We actually lived a life. And so I think that especially if you have children, what you need to do is have one night a week that you call it your camping night or make it a special night, make it fun, and turn your electricity off. Just throw your power breaker all the way off, shut your cell phones off, disconnect from everything, and learn how to live without all the gadgets and the electricity. That's one thing that you can do to get the children used to a night with no electricity and make it fun. And that way, if the electricity does go down for real, your children will not be terrified. They'll equate it with something that, hey, maybe we can have fun every night. I know that I'm stretching it a bit with that last statement, but you have to try. Now, remember, we have to protect the children. And so I think that's a very important thing to do, is that we have to be mindful of the children and not terrorize them and not traumatize them. And the best way to do that is to be creative and have fun with going off grid. And anyone that does arts and crafts, learn how to do it in the old school way with hand tools and buy some hand tools and get outfitted out. So if you have a wood shop and you lose all your power, you can still go out and make what you need to make to survive whether that be a gate or a fence or whatever. You can have hand-crank drill presses, have rasps and files and regular hand saws and coping saws and keyhole saws and everything that you possibly could need to make what you normally would make with your scroll saw or anything else that you have that's a powered unit. Because if the power goes out and it's out for a long time, you're going to have to become more productive not less. That's the one kicker here. If things all go downhill horribly for everyone at the same time, everyone's going to be scrambling, everyone's going to be panicking, and you don't want to be part of that group. So you're going to have to be able to take charge of yourself, your situation, and your family, and do what you need to do to protect yourself and your family. And you have to have the tools to do that. And so, me personally, if I lose power forever, it's going to slow me down, but it's not going to stop me because I've got backup for everything. I have backup for my backup, and I'm able to comfortably live like it's 1890. I can do that. I heat my house with wood. I cook with wood, and I cut my own wood. I process it myself, all without power tools. And so I am already have one foot in that world, and I'm telling you it's doable. But you have to practice at it. These people that think they can buy a bunch of survival supplies and then just go about their life as normal, and then when things do happen and 
there's a crisis, then not only is their life upside down, they've changed their diet, they've changed their mannerisms, they've changed their hygiene, they've changed their personal day-to-day routines. And then it's really disruptive because that's way too much change, way too fast. But if you have some survival food, let's say the powdered form, go ahead and start using it once in a while. You can replace one or two cans here and there. Get used to it. Get your system used to handling that kind of food. Because if your system is used to fresh food and salads and things like that, and then all of a sudden all you have is rice and beans, or all you have is a powdered mystery meat or something like that, that's going to be hard on your system. And also, let's understand that the human psyche is pretty frail when everything is going wrong all the way around us. Now, humans are pretty tough, but a lot of people will crack under the pressure. You don't want to be one of them. And so you can lessen the blow of everything by taking baby steps. One night a week, shut your power off. Use candles or kerosene lamps or something for your lighting. You don't have to have the whole house lit up. You can just light up the little area by your easy chair and curl up and read a book. Now, I know if you say, well, if you read by candlelight, it'll hurt your eyes. It'll only hurt your eyes if you strain your eyes. But if you get used to it, that's what everybody used to do. For hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, people read by candlelight. Another thing you need to do is be able to get up with the sun and go to bed with the sun. That early to bed and early to rise might be a good thing. That way you don't need to have the artificial light near as much. So there's lots of things that we can do to prepare mentally. And that would be my third thing I want to talk about, is mentally prepare. So we have get right with God, study and learn, and mentally prepare. Don't be one of those people that's caught in the trap that you're worrying about things. Or you're like the rabbit waiting for the hawk to come down and get you. That's no way to live. But if you get your mindset right and you think it through and make plans and have your head around it, that way if something happens, you can be a man on a white horse for your family. You can be the hero of your family. You can be the hero of yourself. You can come in and take charge of the situation and not be panicked and not have your system all out of kilter. Because if things go down as bad as they can, and I'm talking a world war, I'm talking about starvation, talking about possibly even a nuclear winter, things that are unspeakable, that are our greatest nightmares, if they come true, what are you going to do? And so that's what this show is about, is trying to help you get through those kind of situations. I'm going to take a short break, and when I come back, I'm going to invite Karen Bond, and she's going to talk about two household spices that everyone needs to know their medicinal uses, because almost everyone has these spices in their spice rack already. And I'll be right back. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. 
Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way, by mail, check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. back to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. And again, I'd like to thank Bob Beerman for allowing me to do my show in its time slot. I do appreciate it. Well, the first half of the show, I was talking about getting prepared. And I think we all need to do that. And before the show was done, I will get back onto ways that you can prepare. Because I really think that as Christians... We are on the verge of having some very hard times and some very tough decisions we're going to have to make. But we have to be equipped to make those decisions. And we cannot be stabbing blindly. We cannot be reinventing the wheel. Because there's things that we can do right now to lessen the blow. 
But before I get back into that, I want to introduce you to Karen Bond. And Karen is from Philadelphia, and she's an absolutely wonderful lady, very knowledgeable. And she's going to be talking about two common household spices that almost everyone has in their kitchen. And not only do these spices taste good, and we like to use them in our recipes, they're also very medicinal. And so I'd like to thank Karen for being part of the show today. So thanks, Karen. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Jim. I really am honored and just feel really privileged to be here and be able to share whatever you ask me with the listeners. Well, it's good to have you aboard. Thank you, Jim. Well, Karen, you're telling me some interesting things that you could do with a couple of spices that people normally have in their kitchens. That would be thyme and oregano. So let's start out with the spice, thyme. This is in one of my classes. Even the Samaritans use thyme as an antiseptic as far back as 3000 BC. So, And then there's a doctor named McBride in 2010 where he looked at thyme. And he found that, and he actually said this, that thyme is also a great food additive because of its strong antibacterial and antioxidant effects as well, just like cinnamon. But he said thyme keeps bacteria from growing in food and preserves meat and keeps oils from growing rancid, going rancid, sorry. And then just I'll, I'll give you one more example in oregano. Oregano dates back even further in its medicinal use. And there's literature where it's, you know, literature that the Greeks used it, the Egyptians used it, the Romans used it, the ancient Israelites used it. And researchers even found oregano-infused oil in ancient Grecian ships in the Aegean Sea. And they theorized that they used it as like a therapeutic rub or preservative. But the point is they found it. It still was effective. And they used it for some medicinal reason. It's also been known to be very effective for lung and ear infections. And it has properties that aid in digestion. And um, I know I'm going on and on, but it, there's a lot of really good things for your listeners to know. In, in 20, um, 1910, in 1910, a researcher named um, W.H., I think it was Martindale, W.H. Martindale, found that oregano-infused oil, are you ready for this one, Jim, had 26 times more phenol than synthetic sources. And it's touted, he touted it, and I'm going to give you a quote, that he touted it as the most powerful plant-derived antiseptic known. And that's cited in a paper from 2016. But it was a researcher from 2010 that talked, from 1910 that talked about and then in 1919, a researcher in the Pasteur Institute studied the effects of oregano oil, and he found in this study, it revealed that even small concentrations of oregano oil had a significant germicidal effect on microbial growth. And even in, in a U.S. Department of Agriculture study, oregano ranked higher than any other fruit or herb in antioxidant activities having 42 times more antioxidants than apples, 12 times more than that which was found in oranges, four times more than antioxidants in blueberries. So everybody now, you know, eats blueberries and the foods that are, you know, the reds and the purples and things like that for antioxidants. 
when just a little bit of oregano oil has a lot of antioxidants. So some of these common kitchen herbs that we're all familiar with have medicinal properties. And just in starting out, I would really tell your listeners that they can be confident in using them, even if they've never used a medicinal because they've been used for thousands of years successfully. It's not going to be toxic to take a little bit of oregano or cinnamon or, you know, they, they don't have to be afraid of it. But we really do need to re-educate ourselves on their properties. So I would encourage them to just research and explore the simple herbs in their kitchen. In one of my classes, I use celery seeds. Did you know celery seed's been researched and it helps with pain? No, I didn't know that. So there's simple things that they can grow and do if they're just starting out and they have no knowledge of that can really be beneficial. Well, Karen, you always have great information and I have to get back to the main topic today, but I really appreciate you coming on the show today, Karen. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. That was Karen Bond. Well, I tell you, from time to time, I'm going to have Karen Bond back on my show because I think she's very knowledgeable. But more than that, she has a true heart for God. She loves her Savior, and she is really one of those true blue people that everyone is blessed to have in their life. And so I think that she's somebody that we need to listen to because she has the training and the intelligence and also has a teacher's heart. And so I really appreciate her. And I'm going to have her on my show as often as I can. Now, as you go about your day-to-day life, don't go about your life in fear. There's two things that can happen right here. You can either be ignorant and happy, and if things really go downhill really fast, it'll catch you by surprise, and you won't be ready for anything because you've been ignorant. That's no way to be. And then another way to be is, fearful of everything, scared to make a decision. What if I do it wrong? What if I do the wrong things? What if I buy the wrong food? Scared that any second, just like the rabbit that's looking for the hawk, any second this hawk is going to come down and swoop you up. Don't live like that. The Bible says, fear not. And so I really want to stress this. If you're a believer, Fear not. Never forget, Almighty God is in 100% control. I think if you're mindful of what's going on and keep one eye on the world situation and keep another eye on your local environment and be very careful with your children, be very selective of who you allow your children to be around. If you're in a public school, please Take the kids out of school and homeschool them. I think that's the best thing you can do for a child. I really stress that on my show. But don't live in a spirit of fear. Live in a spirit of faith. Because the Bible does very well point out all of the trials and tribulations that believers go through. There is no magic potion. There is no you come to Christ and then everything is perfect and everything's happy. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, that's not the way it is. When you become a Christian, when you become a believer, Satan looks at that big target on your back, and he goes after you. 
That's just a matter of fact. Satan hates every one of God's children. And Satan is a child abuser. And so you have to have a thick skin. But don't go around in a spirit of fear. Don't be scared of demons on every doorknob. Don't be think the devil's going to jump out and get you. The Bible says every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. And in my understanding, that also includes the knee of Satan. He has to bow to the name of Jesus. That's why I say you need to get right with God. You need to put on God's full armor of protection. If you're not living a life that's godly, if you're not living a Christ-centered life, then you definitely should be. That's the best thing you can do to prepare. Because let's face it, let's say you have 10 years worth of food and 20 years worth of everything else you need to survive. But yet, when your time on this earth is done, you have not made it right with God. Maybe you're not saved. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. So what good is fighting so hard for survival just to give it away, just to give it up when your time on this earth is done? And so that is the place to start. Start at the big picture, and that's your relationship with Almighty God. That's where you start. And once you know that you know that you're right with God, and you have a peace in your spirit that only God can give you, then you can work on these other things with a spirit of confidence and a spirit of faith in a much bigger scale, bigger than you could imagine. Now, me personally, I'm not scared of anything. Really, nothing terrifies me. Things used to terrify me. I would have a whole list a mile long of things that scared me. But over the last 12 to 15 years, I've come to realize that only one thing matters. Only one thing truly does matter, and that's your relationship with God. Everything else is just superficial. I know that's hard to swallow for some people, but that is the truth. So once you get that all taken care of, then you can go right down the list of what I was talking about in preparing it, getting your food, studying on all the things you need to study, getting your mind right, getting your focus right. You have to prioritize and prioritize putting the children first. Now, most people that would listen to a show like Truth to Ponder, I would imagine already do put their children first. But there are people that don't. I've been meeting quite a few people that care more about their drug use than they do their kids. And they're having their kids taken away because they're testing positive for all sorts of illegal substances like meth. And they really don't care because they think, okay, now my kids are gone, now I can really party. That's sad. That's evil. That's satanically evil, and I have no use for anybody like that. And it's hard to believe that anybody, especially a mother, could feel that way about their babies, but I've seen several recently, and it's something that I think is unnatural, and I have a hard time getting my head around. But it seems like Satan is in full control of a lot of people in this planet. And the Bible does say that Satan is the god of this world. That's why we're not supposed to be of the world. We can live in the world and on this planet, but we don't want to be of the world. And so you can see that this is 
a spiritual battle. And we have to get our head right, and we have to have our heart right. And that's the only way we're going to be strong to get through this. We're going to have to have strength to be able to watch out for our own health and well-being and the health and well-being of our families. And we always want to deal from a position of strength and never deal from a position of weakness because the world is stacked against us as it is. So we have to do everything in our power to turn the tables. I think one of the most important things that we can all do is to start really becoming a student of life. And what I mean by that is that you need to study everything you're doing. And I would even say that you need to question what you're doing some of the time just to make sure that you stay grounded in reality, to make sure that you're prioritizing correctly. And it seems like that this modern world that has been thrust upon us, which is the brave new world. It's almost like something out of the movie Soylent Green. It's getting that bad because there are states that are allowing human remains to become fertilizer. You just can't make this stuff up. It's just, it's evil, it's it's sick, and it's purely satanic. But if you are a child of the world, if you're a child of the system, and if you're a child of the world's system, What's going to happen? You're going to be more easily fooled into thinking things are the way they are for a whole host of reasons that are not true. And so I'm going to address this part to the listeners who like their social media. They like to be the life of the party. And they want to have one toe in the world and maybe one toe in their walk with God. And the Bible says you can't serve two masters. And the world paints this picture that if you serve God, it's dull, it's boring, you never have any fun, and your life is just, and your life isn't even hardly worth living. That's what the world tries to paint. But if you shun that and you throw yourself headlong into the popular culture, then you're going to be popular, you'll be beautiful, you'll be rich, everything great, fine is going to happen to you. And I'm a professional entertainer, and I have countless friends and acquaintances who tried to keep one foot in both worlds, and they all failed. And also, a lot of people, when they get wealth and fame, like in the entertainment business, it seems like they're on a really fast track to a collision course. A lot of people that are very talented, gain money and fame, only to waste it on drugs and booze and all sorts of debauchery. They don't see life as a long-term arrangement. They think that they have to get it while it's hot and go for the gusto. And they don't even give any consideration how they're going to feel the next morning, let alone a year from now or 20 years from now. That's one reason our city streets are filled with drug addicts and people who are really down and out, because no one is really teaching people how to make correct life choices. I do believe that God has always had his hand in my life and has steered me pretty well clear of all those vices and all of those things that a lot of my friends were going through. I always looked at life as a long-term arrangement, 
But I looked at a longer-term arrangement, and that's your relationship with God. Well, it looks like I've come to the end of this episode. And I really do appreciate you tuning in. But I invite everyone to check out my shows and also to visit my website. And my website is offgridliving.faith. Offgridliving.faith. And if you want to send me an email, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. And I'd love to hear from you. And in future episodes, I'm going to be talking about canning and gardening and homesteading and all sorts of things that are get-your-hands-dirty, do-it-yourself type projects, because that's what this show is really all about. But also, I want to help save our republic, because I think it is worth saving. And so if a topic comes along that really touches my heart, well, I'm going to steer the show that direction. This show is not a one-trick pony. Don't be fooled by the title. The title of the show is The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I do talk about creating power, but also it's about information. And so that's what I try to do is give all the people some information. So visit my website, again, offgridliving.faith. And if you would like to help me out with a donation, I would really appreciate it because I'm really trying to grow this show. I'm trying to increase my footprint dramatically. And like Bob Bierman, I'm just a one-man show. I do all the recording and editing and, and the distribution and everything is everything's just me. And I don't get paid to do this. And I do have to raise money for airtime. So I would appreciate any donation of any size. I take checks, money orders, or cash. You would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. Well, I'd like to thank Bob Bierman again for allowing me to have his time slot. And I appreciate all of those who stuck around and listened to my show. I do appreciate it. And I want to let everybody know that Bob Behrman will be back on Monday with another great episode of Truth to Ponder. And we both really appreciate all of the people that do tune in, and we appreciate everyone who does donate. Bob is a very busy man, and I'm really thankful that I can make the time to help Bob in his ministry, because I really do believe in Bob Behrman's mission, and I also believe in my mission, and that's helping people. And I try not to base my shows off of what other people are saying, or I don't want to be a carbon copy of anyone else's show. I try to think outside the box, because I think that's what we all need to do, is think outside the box. And that's kind of one thing that I think I do best, is think outside the box. I try to come up with fresh ideas, and I don't like just to talk about the problems. I also like to talk about the solutions. And that's one way we're going to be able to survive this horrible mess that we're in. And so until next time, stay strong, stay safe, keep learning, keep your powder dry, but most important, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid 
Power and Information Show. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world. Sit in your office. Coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special gift you can get and love in a moment. Now, most believers want to find God's perfect will for their lives. You want it, I'm sure. Most believers want to know what their calling is. They want to fulfill their calling. So there are all sorts of seminars, how to find your calling, how to know it, signs you look for, confirmations, discernment needed. I want to show you something even more important in finding and fulfilling your calling. It's in First Chronicles 9.26. It speaks about the Levites being in their set office, the set word or appointed office. Now, in the original Hebrew, it's real strange because the word for set, you know, for the set office or set is emunah. Emunah is the Hebrew word for faith. And yet here it's being used for set or established in their ministry. What's the connection? Well, the more faith you have, the more set, the more established you're going to be in your appointed ministry. The more faith you have, the more you'll be established in the Lord. And the more you'll find yourself set in what God has for you, in the center of his will, set in the fulfillment of your calling. The word emunah also means faithfulness. So here's another key. You're fulfilling your calling is linked to faithfulness. The more consistent you are, faithful you are in prayer, word, doing his will, walking straight, the more you'll find yourself in God's perfect will, in your ministry, in your calling, in the perfect place, the more established you'll be. You want to fulfill your calling? You don't have to go to another seminar about it or read another book. Live in faith, walk in faith, step out in faith, and be faithful. Follow God's will and faithfulness, consistent every day, week, month, and every year, and you too will be established in your set office in God's house. Want more? Ask for growing emunah. <laughs> Auntie D. Now, if something was offered to you, uh, a gift of a million dollars, what would you say? Well, it's something more than that. It's more important than a million dollars, a strong and victorious life. I want to offer you something that'll help give you that strong, victorious life. That's a free subscription to Sapphires, Vitamins for Your Spirit, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors, all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Just remember Jesus really renamed Yeshua and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YES-HUA-1 and you will be blessed. That's 1-800-YES-HUA-1, Yeshua-1. Now, the harvest is great. The laborers are few. I invite you to join me in the harvest. You don't need a plow, just an open heart and a pen. And you can reach the unreached peoples of the world. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll touch the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey. The zip is 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Gahn saying... Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Ben Elohim, the Son of God. <laughs>